right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Good to be back with you after another Buffalo Bills victory, getting things back on track with a big win over the Cleveland Browns, 31-23. to The final score, it's been a little while since I caught up with everyone, uh, just a uh, Travel and work and family stuff kind of gets in the way a little bit sometimes. Kept me away from the podcast for a bit, but you know the team here at Buffalo Rumblings has you covered each and every day. Um, Friendly reminder, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings also brought to you by our friends at Homage.com, the softest Buffalo Bills tees in the game. Be sure to check their stuff out. We actually just had a great uh, contest that we had going on yesterday, uh, Sunday on game day. On Twitter, had a, a couple of lucky winners get some some new gear courtesy of the guys at homage.com. So definitely check it out. They got some good deals and specials going on, especially when you think of those Buffalo Bills fans in your life doing some holiday shopping. And I'll definitely be checking some stuff out there. Actually, right now I've got the uh, my newest edition on Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Can't Lose. I can't sport Buffalo Bills gear all the time as much as I do try. Friday Night Lights, this one's standing out for me. All the info on how you can get some great gear from them as well in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. Now listen, as we talk about the game from Sunday, like I said, a 31-23 to final. Just a few thoughts I want to share with you guys. And it's, you know, you, you try not to get into too much of the stuff that everyone else does, but, uh, you know, still kind of fresh in the mind and a short week for the Bills as you're you're looking forward to, the Thanksgiving game back in Detroit, taking on the Lions, um, looking like the Bills about a 10-point favorite in that game at this time. But it was just, it was good to see a win. And I know in a lot of ways we're going to talk about it and you think it wasn't the prettiest, what was up with the offense, those first three drives. Josh Allen did not look right early in the game. I'm going to try and stay optimistic here because Josh Allen looked good over the last 32 minutes of the game right? 177 yards passing during that time, 14 of 17, connecting with Stefan Diggs with the touchdown, moving the offense. Again, not perfect, not finishing everything in the end zone, but maintaining, right, enough on offense to to have a productive second half and, again, to secure that victory. Um, Certainly guys that stood out to me, you know, Tyler Bass, Six field goals. I know we go back and forth a lot of times online, and folks will talk about dome versus no dome with the new, the new uh, stadium that's being built in Orchard Park. But I think if there's one person that is truly going to vote for a dome, Tyler Bass would be that guy for him to be kicking indoors. Six out of six, uh, a big day for him. Obviously, heading back to Detroit this week. Something uh, something comfortable for him. But, yeah, six for six on the field goals, knocking in the one extra point attempt that he had, and just an all-around good day for him, to say the least. Um, you know, again, you can talk about Josh Allen, as I, as I mentioned before. I know some of you having some concern. I get it. After, you know, just a, a little bit of a lackluster performance these past three weeks, I look at Sunday's matchup and think to myself, this was just an opportunity to get right. Let's not try to press. Let's not try to do anything too crazy. Let's kind of go with what the game is giving us. And listen, still battling the injury, not a regular week of practice. 
maybe those first three drives, right? When you're asking them to kind of like hold back just a little bit, take what's there for you. You just saw a little bit of that on comfort and then things just starting to kind of click, just click a little bit. That sideline pass to Gabriel Davis again, finally got things going with Diggs after having next to no targets in the first half, whatever that was all about. But, um, you know, I'm not sitting here saying Josh Allen is back, but I'm not concerned about Josh Allen right now. And you might feel a little different. That's totally cool, too. Everybody's in their own place with this. And I completely understand that. But for me, I'm not worried at this time. <clears throat> Great to see the running game get going, though. You know, you talk about this to see Devin Singletary, 18 attempts for 86 yards and a touchdown. James Cook, 11 carries for 86 yards. Um, the Browns do not have a good run defense. And the Bills were able to exploit it. You know, sometimes you can watch a game and it's almost like, God, they don't have a good run defense. But how come we can't get anything going? We were able to get something going this game. And it didn't revolve around Josh Allen scrambling out of the pocket and potentially taking hits and putting himself in harm's way. It was Devin Singletary as your lead back and James Cook really starting to show, right, why you used a second-round draft pick on him. We've talked about it before. We get it. Devin Singletary is in the last year of his rookie deal. Who knows what will happen with him after the season. Now with James Cook, you start to see it, and it's like, okay, this guy can be electric with the ball in his hands, a 29-yard run during the game on Sunday, and certainly excited about what the future holds for him. So again, what we've been used to the last couple of years, Josh Allen slinging the ball 50 times a game, putting up you know huge fantasy stats. You know, it was a little pedestrian, right? 18 for 27, 197 yards. The Bills had to get things going. They did get things going, took control of the game, and a good win for the team on Sunday. When we talk about the defensive side of the ball, right, there were certainly a few things that we would look at, and you'd be a little just thinking to yourself, like, man, I, I don't know if uh, the defense is playing playing to the, you know, up to the potential right now. I mean, you saw some stuff, some, you know, long third down completions from Jacoby Brissett just a Amari Cooper being a, a bit of a nuisance for the Bills early on, and you're just like, man, what is happening here? Certainly we're able to buckle down, bottle up Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I mean, for, for Chubb, right, it was 14 carries for 19 yards. I heard Howard Simon talking today of his 14 carries. Um, six of them were for, like, no gain or a loss, which is just kind of crazy when you think about one of the best running backs in the game. Um, but the Bills were really able – to commit to stopping the run, an area that's been of concern. And for that ha to happen without Tremaine Edmonds in the game, certainly without Gregory Rousseau, uh, it was good to see. And it took place because Matt Milano was an absolute terror on Sunday. You know, you talk a guy that should be the AFC Defensive Player of the Week, um, Milano can be that guy. Jordan Phillips was talking after the game saying, this is a guy that should get consideration for Defensive Player of the Year. Now, of course, you're talking about one of your teammates and just how you know highly you think of him. But as you go through with this and you look at the player that Matt Milano continues to be, right? I, is he the most important player on the defense right now? I mean, certainly you can have that discussion around Jordan Poyer, of course, around Von Miller. Um, but really at this, he is a part of that discussion. He is that guy, and he is everywhere when you talk about 
the Buffalo Bills defense, whether it's in coverage against a run, tackles for loss, a near interception, recovering a fumble, huge fumble recovery, right? At a place where the Bills defense was just struggling for him to be able to come in. Matt Milano is certainly playing at that Pro Bowl, at least Pro Bowl type level, if not all pro. And it's just uh, fantastic to see what he continues to do for the Buffalo Bills. But you know, we've talked about Sean McDermott's defense in the past, uh, his time in Carolina. You talk about guys like Luke Keekley and how important he was. Matt Milano is that guy for the Buffalo Bills defense. And again, it's not taking anything away from Jordan Poyer or Von Miller or anybody else. But when Matt Milano is playing, the Buffalo Bills defense looks different. It just looks different. And you certainly see it. And it's great to see the success that he continues to have for the team. Now, real quick, at the time of recording this, um, the Bills just had a walkthrough practice on Monday. So they did not have a real practice, but there is an injury report out. So I figure I might as well go through it with you guys just to get you that information in case you had not seen it yet. Uh, it is still kind of lengthy and still plenty of questions, of course, with them being on a short week. Not exactly ideal, but let's talk through it right now. Josh Allen would be listed as limited with the right elbow. We know Josh Allen is playing. Not really a concern there. Sean McDermott spoke earlier in the day. Tremaine Edmonds was a DNP, still with the groin and heel. It is going to be difficult for him to get on the field on Thursday. Kair Elam, a full participant on Monday. He was actually a full participant or would have been deemed a full participant last week with all the chaos with the snow, although he did not play in Sunday's game, but he is listed as a full participant. Similar boat is Tremaine Edmonds, is A.J. Epinesa with the ankle, a DNP. Probably a long shot for him to be able to play on Thursday. Personally, not too much concern there because, you know, Gregory Rousseau, also a DNP, but when you think of the play of Shaq Lawson, you look at the play of Boogie Basham and what those guys can do can certainly fill in and uh, still kind of day-to-day with Gregory Rousseau to see what things look like for him. Although they're on the report, DeMar Hamlin, Cam Lewis, and Jordan Poyer, all full participants. Uh, A guy that was a DNP, a little bit nicked up on Sunday's game, Mitch Morris, the center for the Bills. That is one I'm keeping an eye on. Of course, such an important piece to the Buffalo Bills offensive line, and let's hope that Mitch Morris uh, is okay and certainly monitor to see what his status is going to be like at Bills practice on Tuesday. Finally, David Questenberry with an ankle also listed as limited, something to monitor there as well. So, you know, the injury report has been really full for the Bills, to uh, to say the least. You hope, even though it being a short week, you get through this, guys that need a week of rest can get that before the following uh, Thursday night game where the Buffalo Bills will take on the Patriots a week from Thanksgiving. So it's, you know, you you look at all of this, it's a, it's a bit too long. As I said, though, good to see Jordan Poyer as a full participant. Good to see Kyer Elam as a full participant. Josh Allen, we know he's going to be limited, but should be good to go on Thursday. And then some of these other guys, you just have to wait and see. Specifically for me, as I mentioned, Mitch Morris and Greg Rousseau. Let's see what happens with those two guys. And uh, we will have more updates for you here at buffalorumblings.com. You guys know the show, it's brought to you by our friends at homage.com. We do have our paying homage segment coming up after the break. Hang tight. I'll be right back with you here on Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. 
All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome back to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you, of course, especially after a Buffalo Bills victory. As we said, 31-23 to over the Cleveland Browns on Sunday, that game taking place in Detroit. And it should come as no surprise to each of you when we talk about our paying homage segment of the show. Um, it's not about the guys on the field and what they did this weekend, although, as we talked about before the break, plenty of players that really, you know, had a, a solid and breakout type performance for them during Sunday's game. Um, but really, it's that just greater Buffalo Bills community. Uh, you know, one thing this week when you saw that the storm was coming with accumulation of over 80 inches in places like Hamburg and Orchard Park, um, there was so much question of was the game going to be moved? What was going to happen? And it became pretty obvious that there's no way that it would have been safe uh, for the people around Orchard Park to play at Highmark Stadium, to get players in and out, to have fans coming in and out, to have workers there. Uh, it just would have been impossible. And you see the footage and what was taking place. Um, we always talk about this Buffalo Bills community. We talk about Bills Mafia. And, uh, you know, it's kind of evolved, right, from that, oh, jumping through tables, chaos and nonsense to this group that just uh, made up of a lot of fans with a, with a lot of heart, I guess you could say, doing a lot of great charity work that we see, of course, from Del Reed in 26 shirts. You see the Bills Mafia babes, everything that they're doing, uh, the way that fans have just gotten behind Oshai Children's Hospital, the support that you've shown uh, to myself and so many others like Ryan Talbot, Nate Geary, Sal Capaccio for the work that we do with Real Men Wear Pink for the American Cancer Society. Um, but everybody took it a, a step further this week. And that's from like 55 plus thousand fans making the trip to Detroit to support the team and make sure there was a bit of a, a home field advantage. And there certainly was for the Bills. But all the great footage of, of neighbors in the community feeling this sense of responsibility to, uh, to help the team shovel out of their driveways. And listen, I think for any of us that live in the Northeast, you've been there before, right? Like, hey, I got the snowblower. Once I'm done with my driveway, let me help everybody else out and do that piece. Yeah, that's one thing when you got like a foot, two feet of snow and, and you're doing all that. It's another thing when you're talking about five, six, seven feet of snow that's impacting a community. And you heard these stories. You saw the clips on social media. You'd see guys on the team posting footage of just, you know, four people with snowblowers in their driveway doing their part to try and help these guys so they can get out of town, right? I mean, if you don't live in Buffalo, you're a, a rookie, a second-year player. You don't have a snowblower. Maybe you have a service that does this for you, right? And I get that part. But a snowplow can't get to you when there's six feet of snow. And for the greater Buffalo community and Bill's Mafia to take that upon themselves and really uh, just step up, right? It's one of those pieces you, you, you don't know unless you've, you've lived in, in the community, right? Unless you've seen it, unless you've been a part of it, that that's just what you do. And I'm sure it happens in other parts and you just don't see it as much because you don't follow those accounts on social media or have friends that live in that part of the country. But to me, that was a pretty cool thing with this past week. Um, for the Bills to be able to play the game, to get a victory. You saw guys like Sean McDermott and Josh Allen talking about it in the locker room after the game. 
And that's the type of the stuff to me that just makes being a Buffalo Bills fan pretty special. And I like seeing that. That's why it was an easy choice for the paying homage segment this week. Um, it was just a no-brainer, right? So listen, before I wrap up uh, this show to everybody, I want to wish you and yours a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, you, you think to the time we spend following this team and chatting with each other on social media, the interaction we have. Uh, it's something fun that we get to do is, is part of our day-to-day life. And I am certainly thankful and appreciative uh, for that and for all of you and that we get to spend this time together. So uh, I just want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you get to spend it with friends and family and enjoy yourselves. And of course, to enjoy the Bills game at 1230 against the Detroit Lions on Thursday. So um, we will still have new coverage for you each and every day here at Buffalo Rumblings, whether it's on the site, on the podcast side, of course, the vidcast side of things on our YouTube page. So wherever you are, we appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm going to get out of here for now. But as always, go Bills.